Hello and welcome to the New to Canada podcast, the show to ease your expat overwhelm and be inspired by other newcomers' stories. I am your host, Kate Johnson, and I made the big move from England to Canada in 2017 after falling in love with a Canadian. Join me as I chat with fellow expats and share their unique challenges, triumphs and revelations as they build their new lives here. It's great to have you. Hello again, lovely listeners. This week's episode, I am lucky enough to have two guests, Ollie and Shona, a couple originally from Ireland and who now run an online travel account called Backpacking Crack, where they've documented their travels through Asia and now share their honest experiences since moving to Vancouver this year. I'm really excited to share this episode with you. I actually had so much fun during the conversation. I don't think I've laughed as much during an interview yet. And uh, yeah, that says a lot when the video call has huge time delays, keeps disconnecting. (laughs) That's what you get when you try to speak to people on the other side of this large country. (laughs) But we made it work and had a lot of laughs along the way. We were going to Banff and and our friends were like, uh, have you bought bear spray? And we were like, bear spray? And they were like, yeah, like you need bear spray. You're going to be sleeping in a van in Banff. There's loads of bears. And we were like, no, no, we haven't bought it. And they were like, please take our bear spray and don't do not do that. Oh God, we're going to like see you on the news tomorrow. Yeah, like- yeah. <laughs> pretty much every hike we went on, it was like, have you brought the bear spray? And John would be like, no, have you? No, I'm sure it'll be fine. And we just like, <laughs> Together we chat about all things backpacking, the real truth behind the challenges of moving abroad, and they share their best relationship tips for couples looking to make the big move together. Ollie and Shona are just so easy to talk to, really relatable, they say it how it is, and I hope that our chat can set you up with the right mindset and reality to embrace your move abroad. Let's start the show. Hey guys, I'm so excited to have my first couple interview. Thank you so much for having a chat with me tonight. No problem at all. Thanks for inviting us on. Yeah, so I'm not sure how this is going to work because I like to talk and now there's three of us, so we'll see how it goes. (laughs) It might just be absolute chaos, but we'll just sing and dance our way through it. So first off, let me double check the pronunciation of your names. So Ollie, obviously that's super easy. And Shona, that's my guess. Am I right? (laughs) Yeah. Yes. Most Irish people get it wrong. They say Shona. 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 Yeah. (laughs) Got it. Awesome. Yeah, I absolutely love Irish girl names. I met a... Aoife last year yeah it's like a-o-i-f like so pretty you had to be told how to pronounce it I bet you didn't read it correctly no exactly she was so lovely and she volunteered at one of my events last year and I must have asked her like 10 times how to say her name so I bet you get that all the time does it drive you nuts I actually don't the Canadians and the Chinese and the Asians are able to pronounce it fine but Irish Ah. people just struggle so so bad oh really yeah no it's really weird (laughs) (laughs) I guess like that it I think it's quite a straightforward one when you get like the ephas and the the searches quivas another one yeah (laughs) yeah then there's me standard old Kate so you can't get more boring than that so (laughs) I'm right there with you so how long have you guys been together where did you meet tell us a little bit about that go on I'll let you take this one we met in a 
bar, we'll see. Yeah, we'll, we'll, put, we'll put bar in inverted commas. Oh, in a bar, wink, wink. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah, it was through a, through a certain app. Uh-huh. Yeah. And so. how long have you been together? Almost six years now. Six years. Awesome. Yeah, yeah. too long. <laughs> so you guys are living in Vancouver right now, right? So yeah. what do you guys do for work over there? Uh, I'm working for a finance company just in the back-end accounts department. But I'm working from home today, so it's actually pretty great. Yeah. I'm in accounts as well with uh, a vegan protein powder company. So, um, oh. I've, uh, yeah, I've kind of I've moved into that kind of yuppie genre where, <laughs> yeah. um, that, that I feared for so many years living in Vancouver, working for a vegan. Yeah, company. exactly. You're like the hipster Vancouverite or whatever they call them. That's funny. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I've been working at home since like March as well. So it's like an extended spell at home at this stage. Yeah. Do you guys ever like wear jeans or are you like me and you're just like constantly in in the trackies and the sweatpants well, we're in our like, pajamas in bed beside each other all day and the laptops were just like <laughs> some short, shorts and sandals that's so nice you have each other you have each other yeah. to to pass the day so that's cool i'm by myself all day it's like this quiet yeah quiet. it definitely has its benefits so so your blogging and social media travel accounts a cool side project i'm guessing you've got going on so tell us a little bit about that um yeah it was like it was initially something that we set up we were going back back in asia and um, we just decided to set it up really just to show kind of our family and friends back home what we were up to. So we wouldn't yeah. have to send like 150 text messages every day with updates. Um, yeah, like so, we're still alive. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, the daily updates. But um, we did that and it just kind of it just kind of caught on. It just kind of caught fire after a little while and we started, um, we just started picking up kind of random people that were following us. Um, so yeah, it, was, it, it just kind of started as as something just to keep people at home in the loop and it it kind of snowballed a little bit wow and what do you share you just share like the travel guides and what to do and you know recommended hotels and restaurants and what do you share a bit of everything we mainly just always been two idiots yeah. <laughs> is most of it but oh amazing <laughs> yeah we kind of um we kind of want to show the real side to it um so a lot of the stuff on on instagram is kind of like i suppose fairly like photoshopped edited version of the reality um, so right. the stuff that we put up is very much like if you turn up and there's five million tourists, you will see that. Um, <laughs> or if you turn up and like you end up coming home with like muck up to your knees, you'll see that as well. Um, so where in Asia did you go? Did you stay on like the pretty standard loop that everyone does? You know, the whole like Cambodia, Vietnam, Laos loop? Or did you stray off the path a little bit? What was... We went to like, so we went to South Korea. It was probably one of the cooler places we went to. But, yeah, so... We started in Thailand, went up north, then into Laos, Cambodia, Vietnam, Singapore, Malaysia, Indonesia, Japan and South Korea. And then we did China for a day when we flew to Vancouver. So, yeah, we kind of covered most of it. (laughs) Did you know that you were going to Vancouver at that stage? So you were kind of like working your way towards there? That makes sense. Yeah, we had our visas. That's awesome. I'd love to go to Japan. So what was your favourite country? Oh, God. That's a really hard one to pick. It's like yeah. they have different values. So when people ask me, I generally say Vietnam because there's so much variety in it. Um, like up the north is very much like yeah. the mountains and kind of um, Friday, yeah, it's kind of very very primitive and very up in the mountains. Um, and then when you go down further, like towards the south, it's kind of like bigger cities and like more beaches and that type of thing. Mm-hmm. So you get like you get a nice little blend of things. And the Vietnamese people are like are crazy and hilarious at the same time as well so they're 
they're really cool to be around. So um, so I really loved it there. Yeah, no, I agree. Because you have like Halong Bay, which is like paradise. And then you have the, the cities where there was that one city that I went to where it was like the legend of that turtle in that lake. And like all of their stories are so cool. And yeah, I loved Vietnam as well. That was that's awesome. Yeah, Indonesia was another cool one. We did a three-day scuba diving course there. So that was kind of like one of our highlights of our trip. Nice. Did you make your way down to Australia or you kind of went up north more? We sat for one day in our hostel where <laughs> it was um, it was around the time that, I'm not sure if you remember, that the typhoon was going to hit um, like the Philippines and Japan. Oh, okay. And we were in Japan at the time and the we were supposed to be going to the Philippines and the typhoon was due to hit the Philippines. So we're like, right, we can't go to the Philippines because the typhoon's going to hit it. So in one day, we tied with the idea of like going to Australia, New Zealand, <laughs> South America, um, pretty much. We named about 15 countries that were considering. In the end, we decided to stay in Japan. And then the typhoon turned and hit Japan where we were. Oh, my God. So, um, <laughs> what? So that's that's yeah. kind of symbolic of the type of look that we tend to have when we're doing <laughs> things. It's usually like we plan something and then we do it and then it's a disaster. So um, that makes for good content, though, I guess. So you've got the, the really great, realistic, real life in entertaining stories. <laughs> yeah, we yeah. Hope so. <laughs> That's great. I prefer that to the whole like posed, you know, couples in love with the breakfast on the pool. Like it's always so funny on Instagram. I don't know how they have the energy to do it. I'm just like, God, it's tiring enough as it is. It's just <laughs> yeah. without having to pretend to be perfect all day. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And that's what people want, I think, too. Like I just want to know what it's like in real life and what I can do and yeah. So let's jump in and yeah, learn a bunch about Ireland. So where were you guys born? Did you grow up in the same place? So we live like 20 minutes from each other. We actually have like weird connections. So like I did a college course with Ollie's best friend. They've been friends since they were like two. He played golf with my grandmother for years. And like, we just never knew each other. It was, Wait, yeah. you played golf with her grandmother? Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah like, not, like not not religiously. Like it wasn't like a weekend thing where I just turned up with some <laughs> yeah. random lady and played golf. But, like, You're like BFFs. <laughs> yeah, no, she just, she happened to be in the same golf club as me. So, um, oh, okay. so like the odd time we'd just be like down there, not really of anyone else to play a golf with. And she'd just be like, oh, do you want to go out and play a few holes? And we'd be like, yeah, go for it. Oh my God, that's hilarious. And then when you got together, I guess you were like, this is my grandma. And you were like, oh, hey, yeah. like we go way yeah. back. <laughs> it's like, yeah, I know your grandmother. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. So you already had the seal of approval. So that's good. Or where, did you beat her in golf? And it was kind of sensitive. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, her grandmother's actually pretty good at golf in fairness. So um, I had my work cut out. <laughs> <laughs> so tell us a little bit about uh, the town that you grew up. So it's Kilkenny. Is that, am I saying it right? Yeah. Yeah. So that's the city. So we're both from like, we both live 10 minutes in different directions outside the city. I live in the countryside, beside a farm. So it's pretty boring country life, but yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm kind of I'm kind of from a town where there's like lots of characters. So like every story that I ever tell about my town always starts with like, this guy is crazy or, <laughs> or you know, this is a little bit out there. So like everything that, um, everything that comes out of the town tends to be a little bit crazy. So I'm not sure if that's um, if that's the line that I took, but but that's where I'm going from. It's kind of very much focused around like bars and you know storytelling and oh, people yeah. having a laugh. So we'll have to have like a whole episode just dedicated to that then. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I could go on for days. Yeah. So the stereotype of Ireland is that it is you know like these gorgeous like rolling green hills of grass and like the breathtaking countryside scenery. You know like very wet lots of rain damp humidity lots of history and castles and things like that so how much of like that idyllic view of ireland is is actually true 
It does have the green rolling hills, but it's you can't really see them because the rain is so heavy most of the time or the fog is down. So when you get it on a sunny day, it's great. Yeah, it's beautiful, I promise. Yeah, yeah. you see like the inside of your sitting room sitting next to a fire looking out at the window with rain beating on it. And that's oh, kind yeah. of as much of the countryside as you see for about 10 months of the year. And then for the other two months, it's kind of like half days where you might get away with going out. Wow. <laughs> what, and then everyone just like runs to the nearest pub so that's why you get the crazy stories because everyone's like we gotta go we gotta drink we gotta make the most of it yeah exactly. basically yeah <laughs> yeah they, they come on the weather forecast and they're like yeah it's nine degrees at the weekend and people are packing their bucket and spades and their shorts <laughs> getting mm. ready for it <laughs> amazing so did you travel around ireland much or have you kind of gone you know far like like what i did i I was in Asia and everyone's like, wow, you live in England and you have all these amazing countries in Europe. And I was like, yeah, I have actually never explored like England where I'm from. So <laughs> I'm just wondering, have you have you taken the chance to get to know like your home country or? Um, yeah, we kind of before we before we set off for Asia, we kind of decided that, that we wanted to see a little bit more of Ireland because we hadn't we hadn't really done much. We'd kind of we'd done the kind of main places around. Um, but yeah, we took off on a little bit of a road trip before we left for Asia. And uh, we'd done kind of most of the coast of Ireland around. So, yeah, we kind of we kind of done a fair bit before we before we set away. Nice. So if someone was heading to Ireland, what would you recommend them to, to do to visit? Whereabouts in Ireland would you recommend? I'd say don't spend too long in Dublin. Like Dublin is cool for a day or two. But people, I think, get very caught up in Dublin being the capital. You'll mm. see it in a day or two. Places like Kerry, Galway, Kilkenny, they're the kind of cute little narrow streets and like they're like the countryside and stuff and you get the characters there that's where like that's where people go for the most fun <laughs> right okay good tip yeah so there's there's kind of nothing like being in like a bar in Kerry where there's like 25 old men over 70 wearing caps with like a dog in the corner drinking Guinness and they're just telling stories about their childhood and some guy playing like a guitar and or a fiddle yeah or something <laughs> like that that's that's like bliss so that's what you want to aim for oh fantastic I have to go I've always wanted to go and I can't believe like I said it was just you know I've never been just there <laughs> I know and like Ireland and Wales and Scotland I never went anywhere and I just stayed like so south I'm one of those like very typical south English people like <laughs> and now you'll probably drive for six hours and think nothing of it I know yeah exactly I would always think oh, I really would love to go to Scotland but it's like an eight hour drive and that'd be absolute horror like no way <laughs> yeah. because now you have to drive eight hours to get to anywhere around here like you know to the next place. <laughs> to the supermarket <laughs> <laughs> yeah imagine oh god what do you miss most about ireland then what do you miss most about home are there any traditions or food or what do you miss most probably the people i'd say the like the crack like the crack is what we call it in irish but like you know like the fun and the the messing and the joking and just like there's a very like big sense of community there as well mm-hmm. i think there's probably even a bigger sense of community for irish people abroad you meet an irish person you're like oh and you're just best friends then. And it's like you could meet them at home and they'd be like, oh, you're from the next town over. God, I couldn't talk to you. Or you're from such a county. Oh, we couldn't be seen talking to you. <laughs> Come abroad. And everybody's like, Jesus, your man's from such a place. Did you know that? And everybody's just the best of friends. <laughs> yeah, it's brilliant. Yeah, it's definitely it's definitely the people for me as well. Um, I kind of I find I find culturally the people are very, very different in Canada in terms of they take everything at face value. And everything you say to them is like a literal translation, whereas like in Ireland, it's kind of much more about the the kind of subtleties of it and what you might be implying, yeah. whereas they don't really get that at all over here. Yeah, like that dry sarcasm, you know, they think it's like yeah. so, they take it so literally. That's so funny. Yeah. 
That's awesome that you say that about the community abroad, though, because, you know, even as a a non-Irish person, everybody knows that any major city you go to in the world, there's going to be like an Irish pub, I feel like. Yeah. People are just so proud, even if they have like the tiniest route to Ireland. Like my super Canadian friend has a shamrock tattoo because he's never even been to Ireland, but he has this like shamrock (laughs) tattoo because he has like a tiny route to Ireland somewhere in his family. And it's just, it's so funny, like how they grab onto that. And they're so proud of any kind of connection to Ireland and how that's celebrated. So, um, you know, has that helped a lot with with homesickness? You know, you've moved to Canada. There's that sense of community. And if you do meet an Irish person, there's that connection and you have these pubs to go to. Has that helped at all? See, I suppose for us, it was kind of a bad time because when we arrived, it it wasn't long before COVID hit. So like a lot of the bars were closed. Um, A lot of, like I said, like the social groups and like sports teams and all that type of thing. So, like, we didn't really have any outlets to meet people um, or to kind of get to know many people. Oh, right. So when did you get to Canada? You came in January this year, January. right? 2020. The beautiful year of 2020. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. So, so like, that was something we definitely struggled with and are kind of still struggling with, mm. um, is to kind of build, like, a proper network of friends. And uh, I don't know, I just think that's something that you really need when you go abroad. Yeah. Um, and it is definitely something that, that we're kind of lacking. So maybe it's um, maybe it's a little bit our own fault, but, um, but yeah, a little bit COVID as well. Yeah, no, it's definitely, a, I can't even imagine it's such a tough time of year to, to move abroad. And yeah, like you said, that there's no events and there's no gatherings or networking. There's nothing going on. So have you um, found anything at all that that's helped if someone's kind of going through similar struggles because of COVID? I guess it's just a patient game, really, isn't it? Yeah, I think we when we just arrived, we went to this, um, was it an expo, a jobs expo, where like it was trying to help people to like convert their CV to a Canadian style CV to help them with their jobs. Mm. And we met a few people at that that we still actually keep in contact with through a WhatsApp group. So going to like different events that are they're normally posted in the Facebook group the Irish and New in Vancouver Facebook group so that's definitely one to be a part of people put up stuff that they're posting and that they're going to so like it's that's definitely one of the easiest ways to meet people over here yeah those groups are huge as well like you guys are like 10 times more than the Brits in Vancouver and Brits in Toronto it's like 50 (laughs) times more the members it's crazy I can't believe the number of people in those groups so it must be useful to make connections through them (laughs) yeah it's really good the sports teams are great as well now that they've started back um, playing sports as well because they just kind of recently joined the team and like straight away you kind of know 15 or 20 people that you didn't know before so like it's really it's a really easy way to network and to get to know people and even in terms of trying to find a job um you'll often find that like people will put you in touch with someone or somebody will know someone that's looking to hire or so it Mm. it just makes the whole thing so much easier yeah it's just trying to like find the equivalent of of the old life online isn't it in everything you know you're like job hunting you're trying to make friends like everything's just gone online it's crazy time really so yeah 100 percent so as we were saying, you moved to Vancouver in January this year. So uh, what was the reason behind moving to Canada? So we came here like two years ago to visit one of our friends. We came on a week long trip and we were just like this place. The scenery is incredible. So we went home. We said we'd apply for the visa. We were like, we've nothing to lose. We have jobs, but we weren't we weren't living together. So we just said, you know what, we can just afford to save let's save, move to Canada, maybe do some traveling beforehand. And that was basically it. We applied for the visa, got it two weeks later and then planned our trip. (laughs) 
basically. So you won the International Experience Canada visa. Is that the one you, you did? Yeah. Yeah, it's a two-year working holiday visa. Nice. Yeah, the scenery is definitely the the thing that sucks you in. Yeah. <laughs> I think I would live in Vancouver if I had had the choice, but I was following my my boyfriend at the time, so he's yeah, he took me to, <laughs> took me to the freezing cold Ontario. The worst decision ever. <laughs> yeah, I think in um in Vancouver, the thing they don't really tell you about though is how expensive everything is and how much the cost of living is there. Yeah. So like, it's lovely to look at the mountains and to look at the beautiful city until you have to. <laughs> to have to try and find a few quid at the end of the month and you don't know where to look yeah you're just like oh the mountains are so beautiful but I'm absolutely starving because yeah. I can't afford food <laughs> yeah I'm, yeah you're I'm, eating a pot noodle yeah. looking at the <laughs> <laughs> I feel like it's the same in Toronto as well I think like the cities well those two cities in in Canada are yeah, really expensive definitely. to live in everyone's always moaning so um yeah I feel like that's the the most popular region that people say you know they're just moving to Canada for you know an adventure and it's something different it's to break up the normal so yeah the weather too you know you're kind of guaranteed like a Mm. decent summer at home you might be lucky to get two weeks so it was nice to have like an actual summer to be able to plan what you want to do with your days off I think like the outdoorsy stuff is great as well like if you want to go for like a hike up a mountain it's like you know 30 minute 40 minute drive away um if you want to go skiing you're 30 or 40 minutes away you know there's like there's so much like you can go kayaking or do different bits and pieces so like there's so much on your doorstep which we're not really used to at all um so that's kind of been a real novelty for us definitely yeah they definitely have like major extremes they have like freezing cold winter well in ontario anyway freezing cold winter and then really really hot summers but even in the winter it's like blue skies and sunshine even though it's cold so i feel like i that was the biggest thing for me i was like oh this is amazing like even in england and ireland as well it's the same it's just so gray all the time you feel like the sky is like on top of you and you're just (laughs) so depressed and like here in the winter it's that actually like it is colder but the skies are just way more open and like the air is fresh and the sun's out so yeah it's a major difference (laughs) you can just put on a few more coats and you're fine yeah exactly i like this everyone's always like it's so cold it's like no it's the positivity (laughs) i like it (laughs) um so what were your first impressions then so you landed in vancouver from this whirlwind like backpacking trip around the world but it sounds like so what were your first impressions when you landed and you saw the nature the, the mountains and everything that you you'd been looking forward to were you guys hooked right away what was that like yeah we were blown away by the scenery definitely when we arrived I think it was like um it was a little bit of a shock in that I think we kind of like we kind of had an idea in our head as to what it was going to be like and we kind of arrived over with a kind of preconceived notion that it'd be really easy to like to make friends and really easy to find work and really easy to get set up in this kind of dream life. And then when we arrived here, like that was kind of couldn't be further from the reality of it all. Mm -hmm. You know, we're like nearly three months looking for work. Like I said, we didn't have a lot of friends. So there's not like the bars and everything were closed soon after with COVID. So it was like, it was kind of like gone for what you thought was a dream. And it was kind of a bit of a nightmare for um, for quite a while oh, that's yeah, awful. people tell you like that oh go it's so easy to find a job they love Irish workers they'll like you'll get hired so quickly your pay will be better than at home like there was so many things you'll definitely like make loads of friends and I suppose COVID did have something to do with that but it just it definitely wasn't as easy as other people made it out to be maybe we just got unlucky with the time we came I don't know but mm. yeah <laughs> yeah no it's definitely tough because 
Yeah, I feel like that is a narrative around moving abroad. I think Instagram is probably a huge part of it, right? Like everyone just paints it as this rosy picture of, oh, I'm going out and building a new life and it's going to be awesome. And um, yeah, that's why I started this podcast because yeah, it, there's a lot of emotions and struggles and challenges and yeah. but then there's triumphs and, you know, there's success stories as well. So it's just really exactly like what you're doing with your travel account. It's It's just just presenting that reality to people it's it's not it's not very productive to to send people and with a, a fake expectations that are going to disappoint them. i think that it's some of it too is like that that people go abroad and like they're really conscious and really afraid of what people back home would think of them if they go home and it didn't work mm. um, so people are kind of afraid to go home as a failure or to say so, that they didn't enjoy it i think yeah. people don't like they're terrified if their friends or family think sure why did you go then or we told you not to go we knew you wouldn't like it over there I think people are just afraid to say negative things about experiences they've had I think people are far more likely to just say oh yeah it was great I loved it you should definitely do it right like there are definitely great parts of it but I the whole picture isn't always great all of the time yeah that's such a good point I think I've probably been guilty of doing that as well you know oh it's been so great but um yeah even when you go traveling somewhere you never really tell tell the nightmare stressful part you just tell your friends and family that it was awesome and yeah they should go that's so true <laughs> we we tell everybody yeah. the really terrible parts we probably focus on them more than the good to be honest we're, like, we're trying to balance out the rest of everybody people, else <laughs> people used to send us messages being like lads are you like are you miserable or are you like enjoying this at all <laughs> like, yeah we're um we're actually enjoying it but like you know it's just not the way it's been hyped up to be. So, it's a lot harder work than people make it out to be, I think. Yeah, oh, for sure, 100%. It's definitely a lot of work. And I think, yeah, people come and they think it's it's going to be all up and all, you know, yeah. successes and you're only going to achieve things. And it's, yeah, like you said, it's going to be easy. But, yeah, it's definitely not. So, yeah, obviously, I found moving here that it was hard to meet people not in a way of actually meeting them because I actually had a Canadian boyfriend who was introducing yeah. me to all of his friends so I had a bit of a shortcut so sorry guys <laughs> but um <laughs> yeah it was still hard because I feel like Canadians are quite clicky in nature like they have their like set Very. friendship groups and yeah it's often quite hard to like break into those especially if you know that like they've been hanging out for like 15 years since middle school it's yeah so I've met quite a few people who are kind of clicky like that and then they come across unfriendly because they're not really interested in meeting new people so um yeah it's it's definitely different yeah, it's definitely the same here the canadians are, are yeah slow to i think make friends with non-canadians i think they like to stick to each other i think i think some of it as well though is that like and i don't kind of mean it in, in a negative way really but like they can be a bit superficial in that like they can be your best friend kind of on the surface but it's kind of it's very hard to form like any kind of mean and full relationships with them yeah it's like that americanized thing isn't it where it's like so polite and so friendly yeah. and then yeah. it comes across to us as as yeah being a little bit fake just because it's it's like too much too much friendliness yeah. <laughs> they're trying too hard <laughs> yeah. yeah it's like we come from like the miserable gray country where just people just tell it as it is just like <laughs> yeah it's a bit of a culture difference yeah no that's 100 percent it it's like you know, you can have, I suppose, like Canadian friends that you go and drink in a bar with, but they'll never be having conversations with you about like stuff that's going on with their girlfriend or anything. It never really gets 
past that kind of surface level. Yeah, it's much more private. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I think we're just kind of screaming everything from the rooftops. <laughs> yeah. We just put too much out there. <laughs> Would you say then that um, obviously meeting new people has been your biggest struggle so far? Um, oh, you just mentioned finding work. So Yeah, yeah. Finding work was very difficult for me at the start. Um, and to be honest, it was like, it was definitely way worse than I thought it would be because like I came over with quite a few years of experience um, working in an industry back home. And I thought I'd pick up work really easily. And like there was nothing happening. I was just sending out CV after CV and like, I wasn't even getting called most of the time. And I was thinking like, what what kind of applicants are they getting for these roles? Like, because, you know, I'm five or six years in doing this and I can't even get a call. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I, I found that really hard. And then like eventually when I did get a job, like the money was way worse than what I was on at home. Um, and obviously I was paying like a lot more in rent and stuff. So it kind of, yeah. I got hit a couple of different ways. So I kind of, I found that really hard to to deal with in my own head because like we'd kind of come off the back of a huge traveling trip and like it had taken us a long time to save money for it. And I was very conscious of the fact that we wouldn't be able to do that again if I was burning through all my cash. Um, so <laughs> Yeah, you see your like future travel dreams just dissolving. <laughs> exactly. We've had, to, we've had to do a bit of travel in Canada now to to try to make up for it yeah scratch that travel (laughs) itch it's definitely big enough so there's a lot of places to visit to to get the cravings definitely we just did a trip up to alberta we did some of banff and jasper at the national park so so that was pretty cool and i think if covid hadn't hit we probably wouldn't have done that i think we would have spent a lot of time down the u.s you know like exploring places there instead but now with the border being closed we've been forced to stay in canada so maybe a blessing in disguise in one way yeah, I feel like that's that's like a global thing, isn't it? Everyone's just taking it as an excuse to to really enjoy where they're at and you know find what to do in their even their hometowns. It's like you never you, you never realized what your hometown could could offer. Like even just walking around your neighborhood, you're thinking, "Oh my god, I never would have even like enjoyed this." Yeah. So no, finding work is definitely challenging. You know, work experience that's from an international country is sometimes overlooked. And um, yeah, it's it's definitely a slow process. Yeah, I think a couple of people said that to us, that if you get to try and get any job, like if you're working in a bar, doing anything, because they will look at you quicker if you have some Canadian experience on your CV, that they value Canadian experience, even if it's not in the same field of work or if it's like, you know, not anything related they're just like oh it's Canadian experience they must be good (laughs) to get a job here so we'll give them an interview (laughs) yeah okay so what do you think has been your biggest win as a newcomer then so you've been here since January so it's still pretty new but there must be some things where you thought yeah we've smashed it there's something you know that we're really proud of I think it's probably exploring Canada like getting out to see like mountains and lakes you don't have that sort of thing in Ireland you know like the mountains in Ireland are they're a little hill compared to Canadian <laughs> mountains. I think it's just it's been really great to actually like see see what you learn about in geography books. You see like all these different types like rivers and oxbow lakes and glaciers and things and it's like there's stuff you just read about in books or you see on TV. You just don't get to experience that in Ireland. So that was definitely a big thing. Like you get to get to see the world for what it actually is so it's pretty cool yeah i think when we during the whole kind of started the lockdown episode we were like considering whether we would spend the money to buy a car or not um because the insurance is like really expensive over here as well and we kind of tied with the idea for ages and then eventually we were just like look we'll just do it um we'll just buy the car and since we bought that like we've we've seen so many places that we would have never got close to so yeah i think that's yeah. that's been massive for us in terms of like opening up the country and just letting us enjoy the place a little bit more 
because there's only like so far you can get on public transport so I think that's yeah. what we tried to weigh up it was like it's a monetary cost or, but what do we get back in return for that you know so it's like what do you put more value on do you put more value on your experience and your time here or do you put more value on money and I think in the end it was just like well we came here for an experience we didn't come here to sit in our house or to spend six hours on a bus when we could get there in two with a car so we went to to sleep in a van and freeze ourselves to death for for two or three nights (laughs) oh yeah (laughs) you're really committed to it that's funny (laughs) yeah when we were when we were away we um we were in Banff and like one night it got like really cold I think it was like it might have been zero or like really low degrees anyway and um and like I woke up the next day and I thought I had like pneumonia or something <laughs> my lungs were just so cold <laughs> and I was like just coughing them up <laughs> yeah I was like this isn't really what I signed up for here you know <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's like a whole thing that they say here isn't it that like you need a, an actual winter survival kit that's like in your car at all yeah. times <laughs> but especially in Ontario because we get down to like minus 40 right so it's crazy and um yeah like in my car I have like this emergency blanket and you know like granola bars like you just you might get like snowed in I don't know what they they've listed out these things but yeah it actually does make a lot of sense because if you do like blow a tire or something it's scary how cold it gets over here yeah I think though where we where we come from we're not used to that at all so like Uh we've really blasé approach to most of that stuff so it's like somebody's being dramatic oh look at your man he's like oh he thinks (laughs) he's going to need food if the car breaks down sure he'll be all right (laughs) we're we're going to Banff and and our friends are like uh have you bought bear spray and we're like bear spray and they're like yeah like you need bear spray you're going to be sleeping in a van in Banff there's loads of bears and we're like no no we haven't bought it and they were like please take <laughs> we'll our bear spread please take our bear spread and don't don't do that oh god we're gonna like see you on the news tomorrow yeah yeah <laughs> pretty much every hike we went on it was like uh have you brought the bear spread and john would be like no have you no i'm sure it'll be fine and we're just like, <laughs> <laughs> you just have to like tie your food up in a tree someone told me i was like yeah. oh my god i went camping and i didn't even do that I'm like oh god we're glad we're happy to be alive <laughs> I, I don't know how we are <laughs> <laughs> yeah awesome so Let's explore a little bit about moving abroad as a couple. So, yeah, I'm just I'm really interested because obviously as I mentioned before, my experience was was much different. You know, my boyfriend was Canadian and he brought me here, so I had a lot of the tough stuff done for me. So, you know, he knew where to go to help me sign up for driving insurance and my SIN number and like introduce me to a ton of his friends. So, that was really really fortunate. But at the same time, you guys coming here together, I almost want to say that it it actually must be nice to have someone that you're so close to, like actually really understand what you're going through. So yeah, I, I think that's probably it. Like the other person knows exactly what you're going through. It's like, oh, it's so hard to try and like find a place yeah. to stay or to, you know, like to get the car sorted. But it's like we're in it together, and then when you achieve it, it's like, oh, we did that. You know, you feel like proper adults, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and I always think it must be so difficult for. Isaac to really understand and you know feel like he can help me like if I'm really homesick or if I'm missing home or if I'm struggling to make friends this is his home you know he thinks that everything is normal and so yeah like it's hard for him to know how to support me so yeah have you found that like having a shared experience has like brought you closer in a way and it's been helpful and useful during this time I yeah definitely but I think we probably had most of that groundwork done from being in Asia we traveled for like six Mm. or seven months so we were pretty 
tested and we were pretty solid by that stage but (laughs) oh yeah it's the same as us like if you're in a camper van together like sleeping in hostels together you you get to know each other pretty quick and yeah (laughs) you eat something dodgy and you're just hearing sounds from each other that like instantly bonds you yeah exactly i think that's what everybody's (laughs) biggest bond is over (laughs) like like you said as well with um would it be easier when you have someone to relate to it's it's equally the other way so like when you end up in a stressful situation you not only have your own stress to deal with, but you have someone else's as well. So that can, that can double it over sometimes. Ooh, um, good so, point. Yeah, so it swings and roundabouts. It comes both ways. Especially when neither of them wants to step down easily. So, <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Or if like one of you gets a job and then the other one's really still struggling, there's that guilt there as well, maybe. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, that's what happened with us. I actually got a job pretty quickly. I think I was like three weeks here and I had a job and it was great, but... Like, I know you felt a lot that you were like, you just kind of felt useless nearly in a way. You were like, yeah. I can't even get a job. Like, you're going out to work and I just feel like I'm sitting at home all day doing nothing. But for me, I was like, well, I know you're trying your hardest. Mm. Like, at least one of us has a job. We can bring in some money. So I think that there's communication is definitely a big thing. Like, for if you're moving over as a couple together, like, communicate. Because otherwise, I think it gets very difficult if you don't communicate what you're actually feeling. So like, because if I come home and Ollie's like sad and down because he feels like he's letting me down and I'm all happy being like, oh, but you're, I'm home now. Like we have the rest of the day. You've done basically a day's work looking for your job. But it's like, I don't know. I think you just have to communicate where both people are coming from because it can get very messy otherwise. I think for, for new people moving over as well at the start, um, a huge thing is definitely to take it seriously very quickly um, yeah. because it's happened like with a couple of people that we got to know over here to start where like they'd been over here, let's say, since like the end of last year, um, had kind of treated it like as a bit of a holiday to the start and had like burned through a lot of their money, like going out partying and, you know, having meals out and doing different excursions. And then by the time that it came to finding a job and they weren't able to get one as quickly as they thought they would, then they were in real trouble and they ended up having to go home. Um, So Mm. that's definitely something I would say is like to take it seriously that like, when you have a job and when you're settled and you have like, you know, an apartment and so on, then like you have a, a bit of money if you want to go out the weekend, but like not to, not to, kind of, to take the make too much at the start, you know? Yeah. Oh, a hundred percent. It's like accepting that you've come to build a new life and to work and live when it's not a vacation and it's not, yeah. you know, like backpacking and, I feel like I'm so impressed with you guys though because I was like that when I was backpacking it's like that whole mentality is like frivolous and you're having so much fun and you're just running around and you're just meeting new people every day and yeah you're just like spending money but everything is so cheap anyway so you're just like splurging on yeah. stuff and excursions. I'm on my holidays it's fine <laughs> yeah whatever and then yeah you came here and it just well yeah. so did you do any of those mistakes or did you actually you learned quite quickly that it was serious and you had to knuckle down and, and be adults i suppose because we'd spent so much money like on our trip when we were away because like we didn't work um obviously when we we're when we were backpacking so we'd spent a lot of money so when we got over we were like really conscious of the fact that we didn't have much to play with <laughs> so it was like we can either get serious very quickly or else we can go home so that kind of i suppose pushed us a bit to it. yeah definitely mm-hmm. Um, so what other advice can you offer to, to couples looking to make a big move abroad? So you mentioned communication was a, a really important thing. Is there anything else that you would say to, to a couple that are looking to start a new life in a new country? I think just go for it. Don't overthink it. If you think that you're going to, if you 
think it's something you want to do just go for it like what have you got to lose just I don't know save for a couple of months go and enjoy yourself and if it doesn't work out it doesn't work out people try different things every day like they fail it's not the end of the world I know it's just a bigger thing to fail at but you know if you don't try you'll never know I think people as well you know they kind of overthink it and they're like if I if I go abroad it mightn't work or whatever but like the reason that you thought about going abroad to begin with was because like you weren't happy with the life that you had where you are mm-hmm. um, most of the time. So like, so is the is the fear of going away any worse than the fear of staying in the situation you're in for the rest of your life? You know, and as Sean said, if you if you take the chance and it doesn't work out, you can go home. But if you don't take that chance, you'll never know. Yeah, exactly. You're never going to regret the chances that you take. It's such a cheesy quote, but it's so true. Yeah, yeah, exactly, yeah. yeah this podcast has taken a serious turn when we're pulling out quotes like that. <laughs> uh, my name is Tony Robbins. and uh, yeah, <laughs> <exactly>. <laughs> Like that's another side to it as well. Is that, is that like it's understanding that everybody's situation is unique and everybody's experience is different. So like when mm. somebody says to you, you know, like it was great for X, Y, and Z reasons. Like it mightn't be great for you for those same reasons. So it's kind of about finding what what you enjoy and finding the things that make you tick and that make you want to be a part of the place. Um, I think is a huge thing. I think so. just to go back to like for couples to consider before they come over, I think you need to research jobs in your industry over here too, to make sure that they're that that industry actually exists where you're going to move, whether it's whether it's Canada or Vancouver, wherever it may be. But just make sure that you can actually, that there is jobs going in your market. We know a couple of people who came and found it very difficult because there was a very small like job market that they were looking in. And it was just, you know, I just, I'm like, just do your research for like, for how much it's going to cost here, for where you want to live, the type of area you want to live, the type of job you want to get. You know, I just think that there, if you put the background work in before you get here, it can make your life a lot easier before you arrive. I think to, to reach out to people as well. Like if you don't if you don't know the answer to something or if you're not sure of it, like is to ask it, like not to be afraid to to put yourself out there and show that you don't know everything. Mm-hmm. Because like you need help with, with loads of stuff. Like there's so much different. Like you were saying with the like with the car insurance, with like even just buying a car, um, like the process is different than it is at home. Um, like starting out apartments is different. You know, it's going to be tougher. So um, so I definitely said just to reach out to people that you feel might have the answers to what you're what you're trying to do. Yeah, and especially if you're Irish, you have like a forty thousand Irish people in this Facebook groups so you can ask. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Makes it a little bit easier, Allery. I, I love the point of um how everyone's experience is so different. So even as a couple, like you mentioned, one person found a job really easy and one person found, you know, that that was a bit more of an area of struggle. So yeah, that's really interesting too, because you think you just move abroad and that experience is just going to be the same across the board. So yeah, that's really interesting that it can be so different between the two of you. And then it's like trying to figure out that balance to, you know, to respect each other's feelings and struggles and, and work together and help the other person, but celebrate the other person. So yeah, it's kind of a minefield, really. Yeah, definitely. I think as well, like when we come over at the start, like I was, I was kind of off on a serious rant one night, um, where I was just talking about how like expensive everything was and how my salary was so much poorer than it was at home. And, you know, how I kind of came over for this idyllic life that wasn't working out and everyone was just saying to me like why don't you just go home like you just you sound like you're hating it and you don't want to be here so like why are you here and um and I was kind of like there's other reasons that I'm here you know it's not like it's not purely for (laughs) for like financial gain like I'm here because I want to like try different things and do different things but Mm. as I said people can kind of can sometimes just 
just like belittle your opinion and just be like, you know, just get lost if you don't want to do it. So yeah, it's about just being kind of confident in yourself as well and like and just knowing what you want to do and and then just I suppose building a path. And accepting the fact that it's not gonna be highs all the time. Mm -hmm. You can't go through life with everything being good and going your way. You're gonna struggle. So I think accept the fact that you're gonna get here, you're gonna face some difficulties. But just, I think, embrace it and just go with it. Yeah. But then on the flip side of that as well, and not to be a total moan, like there is some amazing things we've seen and some amazing things we've done. So like it, it, there's definitely huge positives to the place as well. Like it's not just um, it's not just all doom and gloom either. So we don't want to put out that message. That it's, um, <laughs> yeah, it's like accepting your decision. You know, you've chosen to move abroad and you might as well make the most out of that decision and make the most out of the experience because you're here now and, you know, you've just got to try and and figure it out and and make the most of it and yeah it, nothing is permanent if you don't want it to be it, you know you can have that mentality that you know you can go back one day you can make the most of it now and then um and see where it goes and see where life takes you but yeah i think that whole permanency and the pressure of it being successful exactly and like this visa we're on is a two-year visa so it's like two years is not a long time ask anybody who's 60 or 70 they'll tell you it's two years it flies so you're going to be here and it might be hard but you might have the best two years of your life so you just don't know yeah there's definitely an adjustment period and then i feel like i mean pandemic depending i really hope for you guys' sake as well as the world all the emotions that are involved moving abroad and then you're restricted to not even being able to build the life that you really wanted and you were looking forward to doing so yeah it sounds like you guys are doing the best you can and um yeah we just love the struggle though <laughs> we're just we're just built for that yeah. yeah exactly you wouldn't even have any content to write about if there wasn't no, we, Except we actually wouldn't what would yeah. we complain about it. as soon as things start going well for us we're just like oh, okay this is a bit awkward now what's going to happen here yeah. you start being too happy and your follow account just starts dropping yeah they're like oh who are they <laughs> they're like, fake yeah. now yeah. yeah we don't know these people yeah unless they're complaining Ugh, they're happy gross yeah. <laughs> awesome well what is your instagram handle it's backpacking crack yeah. right yeah, so i'll put that in the show notes everyone check them out and yeah just thank you so so much for your time it's been really great to chat to you we also like to put it out there as well that when it's crack it's c-r-a-i-c not, not the other one not the butt variety yeah yeah, yeah. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> well thank you so much guys and um yeah we'll have to get you back on when there's no pandemic and you're just loving life and you're not famous on instagram anymore because <laughs> you're just too happy <laughs> have a great night guys you too, you too. thanks, thanks so much. Thank you so, so much for listening. As always, it would mean the world to us if you could leave us a quick review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you're listening from. And then if you're loving the show so far, recommend us to your friends. Spread word and help us grow this exciting community. Until next week. Bye.